0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast. I'm Matt, I'm your host. With me this week is Joe, he is the co-host. We're going to just jump straight to top stories, I mean from top stories to emails this week because not a ton of stuff happened by the time we got the email out and while some stuff has happened like an earnings call, we haven't really had time to go over it in depth. So yeah, this week we got a fair amount of questions and and stuff for the emails and, and uh, Patreon channels and so forth. So we're going to just move straight on to those. So, Joe, if you don't mind,
1: yeah, not a problem. Uh, and just in case whoa, you, did, whoa, I gotta do the thing. I was I just, I it. was gonna do it for you. But go ahead. If you've got a question
0: for the show, you can either go to our Patreon. We've got a patron Q and questions channel, uh, patron Q and podcast questions channel for our patron our Patreon followers. That's that's on our Discord. Or you can go to our Q questions channel. That's for anybody who's on a Discord. Don't have to be a Patreon supporter because we do understand that you know while it's very helpful to us sometimes people just don't have the the scratch and we totally get it we totally understand so we, we still do have a way for stuff to get in this week we got some stuff from our patreon channel we got some stuff from the q channel we got some emails and we got some stuff from last week's email because we didn't finish all of them so it's a it's a it's a smorgasbord of questions and stuff um show if you don't mind reading it to us
1: never in a million years will i mind reading these questions from our wonderful wonderful listeners this one comes from Jekahest. a q for the pod if you were given the task to create a new game in any of blizzard's ips that draws heavily from a previous previous successful game what would you create i would love to see a game exploring the starcraft universe perhaps adding on a new race and new lore with it As a fan of Might & Magic 7, I would love to see that kind of gameplay in either a StarCraft or WarCraft setting. Or why not Heroes of Might & Magic 3, using the WarCraft factions? That would be a delight. I would love to hear if you have a combination that you would like to play around with. Do you have one, Matt?
0: I mean, I've I've often thought that StarCraft should get a 4X game. Uh, Something like Civ, but with the StarCraft universe. I've often thought that would be interesting. Um, It's not a huge departure, but it's different than an RTS um different pacing
1: would, changes what? the it, it changes the game a lot with the different pacing
0: yeah, and in and, and just in general it's a it's a different approach to how that stuff works um another thing i i, I honestly think overwatch should have a single-player role-playing game uh straight up uh something i've been playing a ton of them i've been playing assassin's Creed valhalla i have been playing cyberpunk 2077 i'm getting ready to probably play mass effect again but i probably won't get it immediately I because I have all the the original games and all the DLC and stuff already, mm-hmm. so I don't really have a compelling reason to drop the cash right now. But in the you know I, I still have played them all. I love them. I played Dragon Age, all of those. I played Skyrim. I played um, Kingdoms of Amalur. Still one of the best you know unsung RPGs of the past decade. A lot of really great ones. And I would liked. I think honestly, Overwatch would really work. Uh, it's one of the things I've often thought Overwatch should get. So that's that's another possibility. There's there's actually quite a few. Um I honestly really do think they should they should go back and look at their Blackthorn game, which I mean the lore was what you'd get in a game made for Nintendo back in, in the early nineties. That's what's what the game was. You know, it was a Nintendo cartridge. I think it was for the Super Nintendo, but I don't remember. Super Nintendo. Which one. Yep. So, I think they could do a lot to flesh it out and make it interesting and different than its other properties. Like, it kind of has a dark, crystal vibe to it if you look at the actual lore. And, you, you know, one of my favorite weird movies, and it's, it's actually the movie Willow. Have you seen Willow?
1: I love Willow.
0: They're yeah, making a there's, sequel. There's this best, one of the best parts in that movie is when Val Kilmer's character, Mad Mardigan, is saying, Oh no, oh no, a peck's going to throw an acorn at me. Uh, there's just a kind of sarcastic humor to that movie that I really like, Um, but partially because they had Val Kilmer playing the character. So, you know, they, they, they leaned on his strengths as an actor. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's something about that movie that reminds me of Blackthorn, not because they're anything alike, but just that same, it's a fantasy world, but it's not a normal fantasy world and it can go in different directions and you can do stuff with it. I'd like to see them maybe take Blackthorn and expand it out and make, you know, I don't, I don't know what you'd want it to be. I don't want it to be a shooter. I think we, and I don't want it to be like a Diablo style action RPG. I think it should be something a bit more. I almost like, you know, I keep thinking about like games like Sieve Thieves, where you just explore this place because there's a whole new world that they've done practically nothing with. They could, you could do anything you wanted with it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Those are
1: my ideas. I'm definitely on board with the the RPG aspect. It, I think we're going to start to see a rise in the desire for it even more than that's already happened. We have a lot of successful single player RPGs out there. Blizzard really doesn't have a like one of the modern day era. Everything is multiplayer. Everything is online. And the only real RPG they even have is
0: an action RPG, which and I is, love.
1: But it's not. It's not the yeah. same, right? If it's it's it, absolutely Yeah, Now, I would love to see them do that with literally any of their IPs. I personally wish they would revisit the idea of StarCraft Ghost, and the concept for it, I think, was fantastic. I think now is a really good time to uh, re-look at it, especially with the success of Cyberpunk, uh, with all the other games that have come out in that sort of vein with the the interesting character that's not quite the norm, even though she kind of is at this point. She wasn't back then. Nova was was brand new for that at the time. Um, they could do something with that, with, especially now with the modern systems that they have and the modern technology that they have, that I think could be really, really cool. The other thing that I would love to see is we're starting to see a rise in Mario Maker-style games. There is uh, another one out that I, th- I forgot what it's called, but it's very cartoony and cel-shaded. It's been getting a lot of attention on... Dragon Builders? What's that? Dragon Quest Builders? No. Dragon Quest Builders is, is like Minecraft in a lot of ways. This isn't a platformer, but you can make your own levels and have courses run I forgot what the name of it is it's it's on steam it's just getting a lot of a lot of push right now but I would love to see them do that with something like The Lost Vikings which was a traditional platformer back in the day and it had a very unique style of puzzle solving for the time with the three different characters and switching between them um, that wasn't the norm back then they were one of the first ones to really start doing that with those game series I would love to see something like Mario Maker done with that and you can bring in elements of the other games and you're let like people box
0: maker or Roblox
1: no it's not Roblox Is uh, it Boxmaker? if you want to talk for a minute I'll go find it okay
0: uh, but you're talk we can't do that because <laughs> now.
1: But I mean, it's it's just the concept of like that type of game. I think is really really good because it's at, it's potentially endless. Uh, it allows for players to have a lot of creativity uh, and sort of sh- have like that community spring up around it. I love platformers. I think they're absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's just I would love to see them do something with it. I think it would just be good. You know you thinking back to
0: another type of thing that they've been working on lately that doesn't seem to quite gel in the games they're doing it in. Uh, and that's, let's be upfront: front. Um, the uh, Nephilim Rifts in Diablo and and the Torghast in WoW definitely feel like their attempts to kind of get, they ease their way into a roguelike. Yeah. And I'm saying, why not just take... Just do it. the Take, take Blackthorn, because you've got the character, he, you know, he's a single-playing type character, and just go roguelike with it. Yeah. Because you can totally make up all the mythology you want. You can totally go for, like, for the, you know, shoot, swing for the fences here. Try, try and get as weird and out there with it as you want, as you possibly can. Uh, I think that might be a way to go, too. I also think, though, that they need to start, instead of us, like, we're sitting here, like, coming up with other games, because the question was in style of another game. But look at all the games that aren't in the style of other games that have come out and been, like, everyone's loved them and they've been super successful. Uh, because they the the creators pursued their own vision for it rather than trying to copy anything like Untitled Goose Game. Oh yeah. Uh, or Stardew Valley, for that matter, which is like one guy working really hard for the past decade. I honestly feel like some to, to a certain degree, it it might be better to just let some team at Blizzard, you know, have a property they're not doing much with. Like you mentioned, the Lost Vikings said, so go go ahead and just come up with a game with for this. Surprise us. Show us what you're going to do. Take this and come up with something and let them do whatever they're going to do. And maybe it's a completely different kind of game. Maybe it's like, maybe it's, you know, straight up, like instead of it, I'm tired of games that kind of take older stuff. And did you ever see the remake of Bomberman?
1: Yes, I I did. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that I don't want to see that. I want to see Mega Man 64. Uh If you're going to do anything with Lost Vikings, preserve that preserve what lost vikings was even if it's a completely different kind of game don't make it don't try and make it grim and gritty don't try and make a darker edgier you know that's that's like even sonic had that the the you know the dark edgy sonic game i don't know no you don't want a dark edgy sonic game you don't want dark edgy lost vikings this is supposed to be comedic and fun and a little silly
1: and the game i was thinking of by the way is level head that's what it's called and it's a Same thing. It's a platformer where you run courses that can be made by other other players uh, and you share them to the community and you can go through them. And it's just a fun platforming game with different puzzles and players get to do different mechanics and things like. But, yeah, I'm with you, though. I think I think that they should take some of the IPs that they're not really doing much with, especially now that they're back on people's radars, because don't forget at at BlizzCon, they released the arcade pack. And it's on the launcher, it's on the consoles, so you, you can go and get it. But it has Blackthorn, it has Lost Vikings, it has Rock and Roll Racing, it has all these things that they haven't done anything with in years. And yeah, give it to give it to a set of young, hungry developers that have an idea or or say run with it, make something fun. What's your vision for this? Keep the root of it, but like go forth and and make something fun. And we talk a lot about like old Blizzard and New Blizzard. And that's what old blizzard was to me is they just kind of like took chances and did weird things and it worked. Uh, so like, I would like to see them maybe do something more with that. And I think that, I think that could be fun. Anything else you want to add to that? Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff to talk
0: about, but I, I don't want to like spend the rest of my <laughs> distance going, Oh, they could do this. <laughs> I, I think in general, um, there's, there is a lot, I'm kind of stammering a little bit because I I'm actually sitting here having all these ideas like I'd really like to see um like Blizzard has never even tried a Dark Souls-esque game. Now, I don't like Dark Souls. Like it's not a game I want to play, but I am amazed that they've never tried one. You know, everybody was doing Dark Souls games for a while there and, and Blizzard didn't
1: They're, yeah, Maybe the, they yeah, the, smart, Souls, the like. Souls-like genre. Uh
0: but but um yeah, I mean it's just there's a lot. I, I the keep thinking about StarCraft. I mean StarCraft is another one where you could do could do like some really cool space operatic stuff with it i mean if if, when i was playing the uh outer worlds i kept thinking man imagine a starcraft game like this Mm -hmm. and there's just there's a ton of options but i
1: think we should probably move on
0: because otherwise we'll just be here all
1: day i mean we could i mean blizzard hire me and matt we'll make games really like that come on you know you wanna. Uh, next question. Hey, Joe and Matt. When hearing about the revamped leveling experience for Shadowlands, I was pretty hyped. Having the opportunity to experience the old stories again in context sounded awesome, but the reality of the system we got is less than ideal. I made a new character, got to level 10 in the new starting zone, and then headed to Warlords. I hit level 36 in Shadowmoon. I hit level 50 before finishing the next zone, then was unceremoniously kicked out of my timey-wimey version of Draenor, and leveling just felt... Bad. I mean that literally, not in an abstract way. In a scaled world, everything rises to your level, and that keeps every piece of content relevant as you progress through the story, but also removes any sense of actual progression or growth. In practice, it does exactly the opposite. Every level gain scales enemies up to maintain difficulty, but the gear you have equipped remains static. This means that if you ding while killing a mob, that same mob you were just fighting will be more difficult and take longer to kill. Each level gain feels more like a punishment than a reward. What changes do you feel could be made to the leveling system to improve the experience? Is there a way to fix it in its current form? I used to level alts for fun, but since pre-patch, I just can't bring myself to do it anymore. Thanks for all you do. Keep up the great work. Sincerely, Crazy Cat Lady from Thunderlord US. I get the core concept of what you're saying. I don't entirely agree in practice. There's a certain element of the gear staying static as you level up, that's true, but also dinging like a level and then having a much harder time killing a mob, it's not much harder, fractionally, if that. Um, The game paces gear out maybe not as well in the old content as it it should have, and that was a problem that WoW always had, uh, depending on which expansion you were in. Quest rewards were far and few between, and I think certain expansions like Legion is probably the one that I think suffers the most from that, because... It didn't do weapon rewards anymore because you got weapons as part of your questing for your, your artifact. Your artifact weapon was your weapon, and that was the end of that. That's all you did. So you don't get new weapons, and some classes, like Enhancement Shaman, I'll use as an example, really rely on that weapon to help do a bulk of their damage. And when you're not getting those rewards fast enough, it can feel like the golf is bigger than it actually is based off of that. So if I were to say, how do you fix the leveling? It's, I think you go back and you have to take a small look at some of those rewards and make sure that there are things in place to compensate at regular intervals. Now, I don't know if that'll ever happen because again, this content has come and gone. In some cases, this content is, I mean, how long ago was Mr. Pandaria at this point? It's Yeah. So, adding new things to those doesn't necessarily make sense, but at the same point, moving a reward around that exists already in the game might be an option, and they've done that in the past where they may have moved a quest reward over from one quest to another uh, or maybe gave it to you earlier than they would have in the before because it made more sense. But again, I get the root of what you're saying uh it's and that's always gonna be the problem, right? It's. How do you find that balance to make you level at such a pace that you don't either, A, feel like the content is boring, but B, also feel like the content is relevant? And don't forget, this is the first time they've tried something like this with the leveling experience as well. So I hate to say that it's like... It's an experiment, but it kind of is because you can test this. You can have people in a beta program playing the game and doing this content and doing it in the way that it's intended on paper, but your sample size is always going to be limited. And now when you have millions of players doing it, then you start to see the wear at the edge of the paint. And that's kind of where it is now. I don't know if they have any plans to adjust it. I don't know if they have any plans to revisit it or look at it. I don't know if they have the ability or the, the, the drive to really sit down and give it a deep dive, but I do think that they'll probably pay attention to it, especially if we're giving feedback. So this is another one of those things where if you feel this way about it, I highly recommend you post on the forum and ignore replies. There's only going to be people that troll you about it or whatever, but give the feedback, whether it's. You know, tweet, hey, just so you know, this feels kind of bad. Maybe you guys should look at it. Do it in a constructive way. Let your voice be heard. Maybe help give them that impetus to take a look at it and look at the rewards. And maybe they will. But, yeah, I. it's, it's a hard thing to really, from our perspective, we're not game designers. So I can't tell you how to fix it. I can only tell you what I think some of the problems are. And I think that's really it is just like those key things in particular where the expansion has a mechanic built around it entirely that doesn't work quite as well anymore. What do you think, Matt?
0: I think um, you're wrong. Uh, there's a- <laughs> but I think you're not wrong exactly, but you've, you're missing out the reason that this stuff feels this way. You hit level 36 in Shadow Moon. That's one zone. Mm-hmm. You got... 26 levels in that zone and then you got another 24 levels in the very next zone there are not enough quests in those two zones for 40 levels
1: that's why i said something that they need to look at pacing yeah.
0: but that's the pacing is it's not the quest rewards don't drop enough it's that you are burning through content too fast mm-hmm. and I think that's the place to focus the effort here is to look at how long should it take you to get to max level? That's always going to be a debate. Should, should you be leveling this quickly? Should you be, cause you can get to max level in like a day. Now you can, you, if you sat down and played for 10 hours, you'd easily be max. You'd be like level 50. You could be level 60 in that amount of time. If you really wanted to push it, it does not take very long to get to max level. The problem with that is, That stuff isn't spaced out for that speed of reward. It's just you get a bunch of XP for turning in quests, and then Mm -hmm. boom, you're, you're level. I'm not going to say that I have a perfect bullet solution to this problem because, for one thing, it's a problem, but it's also as designed because they want to get people to the end game as fast as possible they want to get them to the level 50 and above content because that's this expansion they don't want people to spend a week trying to get up to level 50 they want people to get to level 50 fairly quickly so that they can play with their friends who are already level 50 or above they want to get everybody into the same content and as a result i mean i don't think leveling feels bad right now but i have had trouble leveling I I've only gotten a few characters and they were already at level 50. I've, I've never even tried with my hunter. I tried for like a day and was like, no, because I kept feeling weird about it and and I couldn't put it into words. And I don't think I have the problem with gear that you're talking about because when I kill stuff, doesn't suddenly, when you go from like say level 42 to 43 stuff, doesn't suddenly get twice the health. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It, it just, it, if it gets even incrementally harder, it's not by much and your quest rewards start scaling. As you go up, they scale; they get better. So, is if you had enough quest rewards coming, if you were doing enough quests in that time, then it would. I don't think they need to move stuff to different quests. I think they need it to to tune the XP so that you're doing more quests to get there, and it would mean slowing down leveling. And I get that there's only so much slower they want it to be, but I think if it was 50% the speed it is now, it would still be plenty fast. You know, if you if it took you like a day to get to 50 and then you could you know and you you actually had to do the entire expansion to get there? I don't think that would be a real problem like because you're only doing one expansion. You know, you're doing well, Mists content or you're doing Draenor content it, or you're doing Legion content. And I think, that's, I, think I think that's, that's part enough. of the problem.
1: That's what they that's what they that's what we were kind of I wouldn't say promised, but that was the original ideas presented, right? That was the you hit this point at the end of that expansion when you're doing it and I think that I think you're right, and that's why I said pacing, I think, is part of the problem as well, is because, again, that's what I meant by pacing, is you, it just goes too fast sometimes. Not,
0: you got to talk for a long time there, and I'm waiting. Sorry. So I'm going to keep going here. I think that designing it the way it's been designed is by design, uh, and I've said design five times now, so we, we know I've hammered that on in there, but I do think that there's there's going to have to be I don't even know what word to use here. I think that there needs to be a break system put in here. You need to slow it down just enough so that people are at that level. But also there's something that I don't know if people even really think about. There's something you used to be able to do. That's much harder to do. Now you used to be able to jump around. Like as you were leveling up the way the system was before this, they, they put in scaling zones. Remember that they were there. Remember how stuff was scaling before, they went to the whole new system mm-hmm. you could jump around say like 60 to like i remember i think it was yeah 60 to 7 to 60 to 80 was burning crusade and wrath of the lich king and you could jump around and didn't have to do either of those ex, expansions you couldn't have to do either of those expansions all the way through you didn't even have to do all the zones all the way through but you could pick and choose what zone you were going to go to within those that 60 to 80 zone and they were like, I used to, like, I'd go do the starting zone in Hell... I'd do Hellfire, and then I'd immediately go do Borean Tundra and uh, Howling Fjord. And then I'd come back and I'd do Zangarmar. And that's something you could do that you don't do now. When you pick an expansion, or you pick Battle for Azeroth, because, the, you know, that's one of the expansions you can pick, you go to that expansion and you just do that. and you And you go through it so fast, you don't need to go anywhere else. But it does take away, like, I... I, you know why I did Hellfire all the time? Because look at the amount of, of items that drop in Hellfire. Go look at Hel- you know Hellfire Peninsula, look at the sheer volume of, of quest gear you can get. It's a lot, and some of it's really good. like there's there's stuff that drops that when you get it, it's on par with raid gear from the previous expansion. And you get a ton of it. There's a there's a critical strike trinket. There's shoulders. There's a breastplate. There's legs. There's boots. And this is all quest stuff. And it's good quest stuff. And if you if you pop a few levels doing other quests and then get this gear, it'll hold you all the way through. And now now obviously you're you're done. Like you're basically you go if you do the Burning Crusade as your if you, as your expansion when you if you do that you're done by Zangarmarsh. Like there's you you will not need to go anywhere else. You will do Hellfire, you will finish Hellfire, and you will be level fifty. Like Hellfire's big too. That's the other thing. Expansions are not the all uniform size. Yeah. And yep. some of these expansions, like Hellfire, the quest hub system is really dis discordant. Like you have to go from place to place all over there to like pick up these quests and do them. And it it's time consuming. But when you're done, you're done. You 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 will be I I think you will easily be like level forty. If you, start, if you start in Hellfire, you'll be level 40 by the time you get to Zangarmarsh, or at least by the time you get halfway through Zangarmarsh. And it's, it is, I really do think that this is part of the problem. I think you're, you're onto something here, but I don't think it feels as bad as you're saying. Like for some players, I mean, if it was that hard, if they were getting that strong, people would not be blazing through this content like they are. And they're doing it without heirlooms. I've seen people do it without heirlooms. Heirlooms don't grant any experience anymore. They just mean you don't have to pick up any more gear.
1: And they just give you a um, what call it? I thought they they had the set they, bonus for the rested XP, right?
0: Set uh, bonus for rested XP. Um, they they obviously scale as you level up. Um, you still have to like get them all the way to level fifty. I think they actually can get to level sixty, but I don't know. I haven't checked.
1: I think so. But,
0: but regardless, Great, people do not. it without heirlooms all the time. Yeah. Like they're they're and it's. If it was that hard, I don't think people would be blazing through it like it is. If anything, it's not the, the difficulty curve of the bosses getting harder and the mobs getting harder. It's the, it's the fact that you know, you feel like, you know, I, oh, am I done? I didn't get anything out of this compared to like, the amount of work I did. And it's like, if you go from like level 20 to 30 in one like area, the rewards you got at the beginning of that area are almost useless to you now. Because you got that at level... I was level 15 when I got these bracers. I'm level 40 now, and I just got this breastplate. The bracers are garbage. And I mean, to a degree, because since we've squished levels so much, gear has got a lot less to go, and and that's also complicating it. There's a lot to it. I definitely think that there's going to have to be
1: a balancing pass at some point. I, I would agree, and I think I'm with you on that one, because squish, I think, is the big problem. This is the. I do
0: think that, you know, there's only the other problem, too, that to, to, to talk about here, to think about. What are they going to do next expansion?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are we going to go zero, like, you know, zero to 10, one to 10 on Exile's Reach, then 10 to 50 on any of these previous expansions, pick whatever you want, then 50 to 60 in Shadowlands, and then the new expansion? Is everybody going to level through Shadowlands? Are we going to, like, like is Shadowlands gonna be put into the one to fifty group? Like and then you have to go like from Shadowlands to the new like do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, like, and I don't we talked about work? Yeah, we talked about that before, and that's a question that I've asked a few times and I they haven't talked about it at all. And maybe it's because they haven't really thought about it? Or I think more likely, maybe they still don't know what they're going to do yet, because I think they're probably talking about it. Because now is usually about the time they start really, I think, picking what they're going to do as far as that goes. But it's everything about this is brand new, and that's kind of what I was trying to get at. And I agree with you; it's just the level squish, the item squish, the and, and expansion squish. The thing
0: squish. you were talking about is the thing you just talked about—the concept of how like, the the artifact kind of complicates things. Yep. They were talking about it. Ian Hazacostas did an interview recently where he's talking about borrowed power systems and the artifact is a borrowed power system. It's it's something you get that makes you very powerful and you progress through it and then you know you will not be keeping it in the next expansion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they've done this a bunch of times now. They did that with the uh, artifact in Legion. They did that in BFA with uh, Azerite, Azerite armor and corrupted items. Both of those are borrowed power systems. And then in... in a, Shadowlands—they're doing it with covenant powers and abilities. It's another thing where you get something; it makes you stronger. Your companion that you get in Shadowlands—that you know you use conduits for—that's again another thing you get and makes you stronger now, but that you won't be keeping. And the problem with those systems, as leveling systems, is that you don't get them to their height of power. Like when you get—if you do Legion and you get an artifact weapon, you don't get it up to the point where you actually feel the power of it you just feel the limitations of it mm-hmm. at, at most you're going to get what one or two relics in it but it doesn't start to feel strong until you get three relics which we used to do well, yeah, but now you're not your spending level... the
1: time in those yeah, expansions as you, anymore. as you
0: pointed out you're like you're going to be like done with legion before you finish two zones and so your artifact never got stronger because the relics don't... In- I remember at the end of... Uh, when Battle for Azeroth was, level- was highest level content, level 50, I went back and took out my my artifact weapon and put in three relics from raid dungeons that I had picked up. And it was stronger than anything that dropped before the last raid. The item level was like... Uh, no, not the last raid, but the item level was something like 90, which was pretty high for an, uh, an, a legion drop. And that was how the new system has complicated it. But you're not going to get those relics. If you're leveling in Legion, you're going to get your artifact. It's going to be like a level 20, I level 20 item, and you're not going to get those relics to boost it very high.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By the time you're level, like getting towards level 50, the artifact hits like wet tissue paper. And you're better off using uh, a, an heirloom weapon or a weapon from another expansion. You might as well go and do another expansion just to get a weapon and then come back. Which I think you can do. I don't. I think you have to go to Chromie and you have to tell her to let you go to a new place. Yeah, I don't know if there's a
1: limit on that though.
0: But if you can do it, I think, and that would actually make more sense than using your powerful artifact, which is does not feel good.
1: Yeah, and but I think it all comes down to again. I do
0: think borrowed power here is the issue for this particular item. I I think a lot of stuff the borrowed borrowed power systems, which they've said they don't want to do anymore. I think those complicate leveling pretty high.
1: They do, and I and I mean, even warlords had that with the garrison, like it, maybe to a lesser extent, but maybe
0: not personal power, but the financial power of like having seven alts run through the garrison and doing a mission table and getting like a you know each of them gained like like a hundred thousand gold today.
1: But not even just it's not the gold part that it was. It was the uh, the resource gathering from it, and, and which too, allowed yeah. you, which allowed you to just craft a ton of stuff consistently and like crafted gear was was usable for a long while in warlords so like i'm definitely with you on this and again i i don't disagree with crazy cat lady i don't think that there's no problem i just think it's maybe not as pronounced as maybe it it's being portrayed here and i think is that yeah
0: the problem is that everybody feels differently about these exactly You know, what feels really bad to you might feel moderately, you know, barely even noticeable to somebody else.
1: Which is why I do agree that I think I hope that they do take a pass at this stuff and say, hey, this is what we wanted it to do. Here's what it actually wound up doing. Maybe we should take a look at it. And again, this is, I encourage people, if you have strong feelings about it and you think there's problems, share that feedback so that they know this is something they should look at. All right. I think anything else you want to say on that one? I think we 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 have talked about that for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Next one comes from uh, Mementh. Either show. We have a huge sword in the planet. Somehow one race class gets the contract to remove it. Not just Goblin. What would be the ways they would? How silly would it be? I mean, warriors are just going to try and pull the thing out. Well, races though. Not not oh he said, yeah, he's class. Race, clash, class. He's in say class, yep. Yep, yep, yep.
0: He's gonna try and pull the thing out. You can see like one warrior sitting there on top of the thing just yanking on it while standing on it. Like you can't pull it out while you're standing on it, man. That's not how leverage works. I got it Dri- how you possibly have gotten it, but I do, look, it's here.
1: N- Night elves just gonna plant a new world tree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, Torrin do nothing but talk
1: about it a lot. Yep, and then suddenly revere it as some form of ancient uh, specter, uh, or
0: or um, kill a whole lot of innocent people from another group. I
1: guess I don't know. Shaman, sh- shaman, try to bargain it. with it. Please get out. Please, please, sword, please leave the planet. Paladins uh, um, start just blasting
0: it with the holy light and see if that works. That's, that's what they did with the <laughs> the last evil time. The time an evil crystal got involved, they tried that. So they'll just keep doing that. I mean, it It worked out once. Desert blasting this thing with holy light all week. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Mm -hmm. Humans are definitely going to try and get somebody else to still do it and then take credit for it. Um, Dwarves are going to No, humans will get somebody else to do
1: it and then not pay them. And then woe is me. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Dwarves are going to try and get the gnomes to design something then they can then build. Gnomes are obviously going to try and design something and get the dwarves to build it. Uh, Forsaken are going to complain about the torment that they are under. Trying to move the thing, <sighs> Pandaren are going to have a lot of to eat and drink and sit around and talk about ways they could possibly do it. And just yeah, that'll be that'll be their their contribution. They'll they'll cater it.
1: Meanwhile, <laughs> if, meanwhile the vermin will just move in and use it as a treehouse.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. This one, I mean, this one is pretty goofy uh, because yeah, I don't think anybody's going to just have like one group get the contract to remove it. Uh, as much as I can imagine goblins actually lobbying for
1: it. Yeah, I can see gnomes doing it too, especially now that the mechagnomes are involved. I would not want to let the
0: goblins do it. I not let like, them oh, do no. it. No, but you they, would, they would present their own. Them. No, but I'm saying, I'm just saying that gnomes might not be all that interested until they found out the goblins are trying to get the contract. Then they'd be like, you can't let goblins do this. And so, yeah. Um, the goblins need their own version of dwarves. Gnomes have dwarves, so when gnomes come up with these ridiculous ideas, they have then the dwarves to come in and go, okay, now, let, let's, let's, Let's settle down and get this to be like a realistic plan.
1: Yeah, but that's why that's why goblins blow themselves up.
0: I'm saying that they need somebody in the horde who can be <laughs> their, their dwarves.
1: I, I mean I I can see that I can see that maybe falling to the Vulpera at some point. Like, hi friend, that is probably not a really good idea. We shouldn't blow ourselves up. But it'll be fun. No. No, it's not fun if we're not here to enjoy it. <laughs> I, like, I'm thinking I keep
0: coming back to my idea that dwarves are the gnomes of Draenor. <laughs>
1: Orcs, oh, orcs, orcs, orcs are the gnomes of Draenor.
0: I mean, they're the smallest of this like Titan-created race that you know started off with this enormous figure and kept getting smaller until you get down to to orcs, and orcs are the smallest ones. Uh. So yeah, maybe they should build some new device. Although orc devices tend to be like you know. We, 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 like garage have have technological advancement, and he made a giant wheel with spikes on it. So, I, I don't know. Orcs keep riding giant wheels with spikes into the sword, hoping that some, someday some wheel is going to be big enough to knock that sword out. <laughs> that is a big wheel they are building.
1: It would be a very big wheel for a very big sword. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what goofy thing I would I would really predict for it, but I think each race would would approach it in such a class would approach it in such a weird way. Have you ever seen those old, like, uh, comedy style shows where like, they need this one thing done and all these people have different proposals and they all go through one by one and do it until they all fail. And then eventually they, you know, figure out that they can all work together and do it. I foresee like some weird moment like that, where like all the races try their individual things, they all fail. And then they just form Voltron and pull it out. Uh, who knows? (laughs) Uh, but I think we can move on from that one. <laughs> is there anything else you want to add? <laughs> I, I think i would be here for a while. I'm cool with us. On to the next one. You have a lot of questions. This week. <laughs> All right. Well, our next one is from Tetsemi and it's about death Knights again. If a death Knight can't recover from being dead, uh, listen to Sunday's lore watch. If you want to know more about that, what about forsaken death Knights? Could they recover and just become forsaken
0: that you asked if they recover and just become forsaken and not, could they recover and just be living death Knights? Like, why do they have to stay forsaken? Wouldn't you want a cure for being forsaken as opposed to being a cure for death knights? Why is one preferable to the other? I mean, death knights have that problem of having to inflict suffering on people, which I could see being an issue. But forsaken have that problem of rotting, which death knights don't have. Like, I mean, there wouldn't be a living death knight. They'd be a death knight, so they'd still be dead. But a dead most death knights are dead, but not turning into like you know their stuff's not falling off, and they don't have to have new jaws sewn onto their skulls and so forth. If you if you if you read um, before the storm, you you get a pretty up close depiction of what's life, what existence is like for for Unforsaken, and it's pretty bad. It's kind of it's kind of gross and, and not fun for them. Their brains start to rot. Their bodies start to rot. They are falling apart.
1: They're consumed by a single strong emotion in a lot of cases.
0: Yeah. Sylvanas like, actually had to go and use the Valkyrie. I think she sacrificed one or two of them to turn Nathanos into a much less rotted individual. So he'd be a better servant for her, and possibly also for smooching. I don't know. I'm not there. Uh, but you know what I'm going with this? Like, If you're going to cure something if you're going to recover from something why wouldn't you want to recover from being forsaken i think it's probably a lot better to be a death knight and to like okay i have to inflict suffering but there's plenty of things to inflict suffering on that nobody's going to mind
1: and not only that Like, like we don't know like if the root of death knights having to cause suffering is because maybe it's the inherently from the power of the jailer and maybe after the jailer is removed sealed away completely again or whatever we do at the end of this expansion maybe they don't have to inflict suffering anymore maybe maybe the death knight curse gets cured and they're just like cool now we're just really rad and have heavy metal armor and really cool weapons that glow instead of i need to inflict pain on living things and you know that's how i i sate myself like maybe who knows (laughs) anyway i mean i don't think you can just I don't. The the whole
0: point of this is it's a curse. I don't think you just recover from a curse. You don't just. There's no like treatment plan for Death Knights. They can't really just stop inflicting pain, and be just dead people. Uh, If they don't do the pain thing, their their curse rips them apart. That's why they have to inflict pain on others because if they don't, they will fall. They they'll be the ones who do the suffering. It's essentially the whole concept of suffer well is the, the concept of you can suffer yourself or you can make others suffer. It's, you know, you, you just do, you know, use this, use your suffering. Well, is where that, what they're saying. It, the, the thing they do is basically just giving their pain to other people. It's like, here you go. This is what it's like to be me all the time. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think forsaken are any better off in this regard. Forsaken are actually doubly. I don't want to use the word cause it's kind of a swear there, but they're kind of doubly up, up poop creep here. You're know, double they're, cursed. Yeah. Double juiced in cursed goodness. Uh, It's just it's it's really bad to be forsaken. It's really bad to be a death knight. And they have the worst of both worlds. And
1: don't forget, like the other thing to consider about being a forsaken, like and I feel bad for the forsaken at this point because they've believed for so long, even if it's even falsely that somebody was looking for a cure for them. To bring them back from their their suffering, which, again, is much different than Death Knight suffering, and that person turned out to be, well, Savannahs, so that's a problem. Uh, they You see it in uh, Before the Storm a lot with like how hurt they are, they can't go back to their families, they still have their memories, and they're still, to an extent, the people that they were in life, but they can't have any of that, and... On top of that, now they're rotting and they're falling apart to the point where they're finding other body parts that aren't nearly as rotted and sewing them onto themselves. They're essentially becoming Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, just becoming a patchworks. Uh, The jaws are falling off. Their brains are rotting like that is a terrible existence. And on top of that, like then you still have the memory of who you are and what you can't or who you were and what you can't have. Like that is just, that is just messed up. Like, and then now there's no glimmer of hope. Like I'm looking, there's nobody actively looking for a cure for you. If, if one was presented and you had the option of, I could stay a death night or I could, you know, be, be cured of this, this triple curse of being forsaken, but still be a death knight, why, I don't know anyone that would, wouldn't want to take that option. It's, it's fascinating. And I think it's an interesting question to me because I think we're going to start getting into the weeds of what it means to be a forsaken, probably at some point during this expansion, because if anything, the Shadowlands sort of has like a lot to do with that and death knights so this is kind of like a double uh, a double given where like there's going to be something that comes up with this that deals with this at some point would not be surprised but yeah i would say cure forsaken stay a death knight that's my two cents. Uh, our next question. Hey, guys, love the show. I'm writing this as I'm listening to your latest show. Well, thank you. Uh, you've just said something along the lines of Gul'dan's skull has been steeping in demon juice for 20 years before Tichondrius Tychond- uh, shows up with it somehow. But didn't Cadgar use it to close the portal at the end of Warcraft 2 and then had it sent to Dalaran where it was kept until Tichondrius stole it? I know a lot of older stuff can get retconned and whatnot due to blizzard not really have any larger concept of the world beyond orcs bad humans good in the first two rts's so i'm not sure if there's something that i'm missing like i said i really enjoyed listening to you guys you're both really entertaining your show is one of my highlights of the podcast listening during the work week kind regards brian gleason well thank you brian Uh, i actually don't remember did he did he yeah that's exactly
0: what happened but that doesn't change the fact that Goldon's skull has been sleeping in demon juice for 20 years because that does means that it had demon stuff in it. You know, they're using it to close portals now. Why does Goldon Skull have that power? It didn't have that power before. Mm-hmm. Like when it was in his head, he couldn't just close portals by pointing his head at things. Uh, it wasn't meant to be that serious. An offhand comment on my part. I was just being me. I, <laughs> I don't literally mean that. they don't actually have a big vat of demon juice that they're dunking the skull in. In between, well, technically
1: the Tomb of Sargeras. I mean.
0: But that he was, it was taken out of the Tomb of Sargeras by uh, what's his name? Here, here's what happened basically. Terran Gorfiend was sent forth by Ner'zhul to Azeroth, uh, to go and get these various artifacts he needed to 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 reopen the portals and get the heck off of Draenor before it blew up. Because they, they, Draenor was dying. Remember, Draenor was being consumed by the Fel that they had brought to it, and then the world was dying, and it couldn't support the life that was on it. So. Terran goes and gets the various things. He raids Dalaran. uh he, then he gets the book
1: there. He doesn't the get bu- the skull there. He gets he the, he book, to, the book of Medivh, the Eye of Dalaran, and the Jeweled yeah. Scepter of Sargeras, right?
0: Yeah, he gets all those, but he actually gets the skull from the tomb of Sargeras. He goes mm-hmm. there with, uh, I forget the jerk he's with, but he goes with a jerk and they, they go to get the, the uh, skull out of the tomb. It's been there at this point for at least a few years. Herken's skull splinter was he? I don't know. It was, oh. Yeah, But he goes and gets it. It's been there for a few years. Brings it back to, to uh, Draenor, where Nerzul uses it in the ritual to open the various portals so they can escape. In the process, starts tearing the planet apart. Uh, they defeat Nerzul, but it's too late. The the ritual he has started is is shaking Draenor into pieces. So Khadgar does the only thing he can do. He uses the skull to seal the portal back to Azeroth because he's afraid... That it will tear Azeroth apart and, as well.
1: And the Book of Medivh as well. He used both of them at that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he does send them back to, to Dalaran. You're right. And so technically, they're in Dalaran until it gets destroyed. And that's probably when Tichondrius grabbed it. But my point was just that the thing is like, you know, had demonic essence in it for 20 years at this point.
1: Yeah. To the point
0: where... they, It wasn't like literally a tea bag that they were dunking into demon juice to go, okay, oh, absorb some more demon flavor. I mean, that, that's not what they were doing. It just happened to have, Oh, it's been used in all these magic rituals. It's got all this significance. Gul'dan himself was like, you know, constantly doing demony things. That's really all I was getting at. I, I wasn't literally saying it was in a vat of demon blood or something. <laughs>
1: uh and uh by the time it gets to Fellwood i mean it's not that it being there itself is just part of it is that it's it's that's what's helping corrupt it is just it's been used as a focus in so many rituals cuz that's one of the things that that Warcraft has sort of established is that using an item in like a consistent manner for an extended period of time sort of gives it a kind of like Essence, like it it becomes attuned to that process. Like you go back and read some of the artifact weapons and some of their quests, quest texts, and some of their history books, uh, where you can you actually like unlock the history of the items in the game and, and and things like that. Read those journals. Like some of them are just they didn't start as like these all powerful artifacts. They started as simple tools that just continued to get used. Some of them were all powerful artifacts from the beginning, but, like, the Skull of Gul'dan kind of one of those situations. It was just a skull at one point. Literally, it was uh, when he got tore apart by demons in the tomb of Sargeras, one of his warlocks found his body as he was escaping and said, this will be useful, and took the head, right? He used it in rituals as a focus, and then he, like, that's what helped give it power. That's what helped shape it. Um, so... Yeah, there's there's just a lot of that to it. Although I do like the idea of just a demony uh, tea bag uh, being steeped in fell juices for eons, because why not? <laughs> but I think there's enough of that. I think we can move on to the next one, unless there's anything else you want to add about demon tea bags.
0: No, I just I just I do want to point out that I do think that it's less a case of you know the skull being inherently evil, and more that it's. It keeps getting used in these rituals. You have to admit, though, when you see it, if you're playing Warcraft three and you see it in Felwood, you're like, "Was Goldon secretly twenty feet tall and I didn't notice?" Because oh, the skull, it's the skull massive. is going from normal size to, to very, very big. And you'll note when Illidan's carrying it around, it's going back down to skull size because the power that was in it is now in him. Like he's yeah. pulled it out of the skull, and it's it's what turned him into big giant wing guy. So there's you know that. <laughs>
1: Uh, All right. Our next one. Hello, watchers, longtime listener and reader, but first time questioner. I'm still too broke to support you through Patreon, but promise to do it one day. Uh, Your discussion last time on the Nexus idea was so inspiring and fun. It's crazy that Blizzard didn't do any such thing for their 30th anniversary. It feels like such a missed opportunity. Imagine if they had created a boss rush type dungeon in one of their existing arenas, PvP or world, with bosses from each franchise. The Queen of Blades and Raynor, Tracer, Diablo and company, with transmog and cosmetic effects of each franchise as a reward. I would run this dungeon to... Death. Given how mature and somewhat repetitive WoW has become, would you not sacrifice the ability to transmog one shoulder at a time, class changes, or more, Torgas upgrades for this kind of content instead? More story content and more crazy content on top of existing systems that are not perfect and will never be, but in the end are also just fine. Uh, from Choppin' Fat.
0: You were asked the wrong guy if you're asking me if I would sacrifice the ability to transmog one shoulder at a time for anything.
1: We have, a, we have established.
0: I would sacrifice you. <laughs> For the ability to sacrifice sh- one shoulder at a time, I mean, I'm not not gonna kill you, but I would definitely like you know bring you to an old god
1: and see what it wanted.
0: Hey, Matt. I, I got chopping fat here. Can I have my shoulder transmog thing now? No.
1: Matt, Matt would Matt would sacrifice you to Arasaka for the uh, ability to transmog one shoulder at a time. If
0: I could transmog in Cyberpunk 2077. I would never leave that game. It's a good thing I can't. Quite frankly,
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I wish they would do more fun stuff, but I mean the The kid in me that that doesn't understand the effort of what goes into that is like, yes, I would absolutely love more goofy fun things like that that are time sinks, but the practical side of me is like I understand exactly how much time that would take to get you know the Queen of Blades and Raynor and Tracer and Diablo in world of Warcraft functioning in that engine. Like it's, it's not as easy as just, I mean, they could maybe slap a skin on a, on a model or, or something else that's already there, but maybe instead I would rather see maybe fun content where transmog items drop from each of the franchises in some way. They've already opened up some with like the rhinestone, uh, sunglasses. I think what, that's what they're called. Um, but, like, maybe have some more fun, goofy transmog items that are part of it, that maybe call back to those instead of maybe doing an entire dungeon based around it. In, like, a perfect world where I could have everything I wanted, absolutely, but also in that perfect world, I'd still also be able to transmog one shoulder at a time. Maybe I could have that one Raynor-sized shoulder, and then the other one, it was uh, maybe Diablo's skull from when uh, Leah was Diablo, because why not? That'd be fun. Um, and But I understand what you're getting at. Like, I would... I. Long for the days of weird, goofy, fun side quests and weird, goofy event things. Uh, maybe, maybe one day we'll get those back. But yeah, never, never going to sacrifice uh, story content or any of that stuff for that.
0: <laughs> the problem is ultimately there's always something we want, and it's it, the, the thing is is that one thing you want can be really cool. Like the idea can be really, really cool. The idea of the dungeon you're talking about is a really awesome idea. That would be great to have it, but. I've gotten so much pleasure out of the character, you know, customization options they put in. I don't want to lose, you know. That's the thing; it's the, the trade-off you're asking for. Ah, it's it's different for everybody. For every player who would love it, like what you're saying, and be totally like, yeah, totally do that. There's a player who'd be like, no, I want to keep my stuff that I, I this I wanted this for years. You know, it, it's it's complicated. I do think that it would be a really cool dungeon. Oh, absolutely, I would. Definitely run it, uh, especially, especially if like you know. Imagine you know you could look like Reinhardt and wow, like oh, Reinhardt's armor. That'd be amazing.
1: What warrior yeah. wouldn't want that?
0: So yeah, I, there's there's a lot to it that would be cool. I definitely would like them to add more story content. Absolutely, not a not even a debate. But they do add a lot of story content. I mean, think about the biggest problem with this MMO is the sheer volume of story content that they've added over the years and how quickly it goes obsolete. Like. Think about that. Think about how fast we go through this content. It's not that they're not adding it. We're just really good at using it up. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm definitely with you, too, especially with the length of time that the game has been around. I mean, we're coming on, what, 16, 17 years now? Yep. I 2004, mean. 2004,
0: 2021.
1: WoW is so. capable of legally drinking in many countries around the world. Like, it's. It's, it's up there, and there's a lot of content, a lot of stuff that they've done over the years, and they've done a lot of fun stuff. They've done a lot of goofy stuff. Um, but again, it's all about level of effort. Would I love to see it? Yeah. Maybe one day. One day. Uh, our next question, or our last question, actually, I think we should have time. Uh, we'll do one at a time just in case. Uh, but these are from Vertigree, uh, who has many, many titles. Uh, number one, topic, Demons, Free Will, Twisty another. There is an artifact from demonic archaeology during Legion called an Orb of Inner Chaos. Its description was, Chaos does not come easily to all demons. Some struggle with the ways of the Burning Legion. Those that did will often, uh, will often carry an enchanted orb that invoked the rage required of any good demon. It is not known how the orbs were made, or who made them. When I read it, I pitied the demons. They really do have personhood. We've seen demons with complex personalities all along, like Emsi helping us on Draenor. Could there have been worlds full of demons just not interested in wanton destruction? Could some have escaped Sargeras' press gangs? If the Crow cool could have, why not? Am I saying this because I want more cool friendly demons? You bet. I'm reminded that Fel was just one force in the Twisty Nether, but because you can get lots of it from the Soul Folgers, the Legion mass-produced it. Friendly demons, yay or nay, what do you think?
0: Demons are chaotic by nature, so you could have some friendly demons because you wouldn't be expecting them, and thus that would be a nicely chaotic thing to do. And I also think that demons are willing to be be friendly if they think they can get something out of it, which is maybe not the kind of friendship you would like, but it is a sort of friendliness. Uh, but I don't pity the demons because, well, here's the thing. Some of the things we meet in the, Twisting Nether, I mean, in the Legion weren't demons originally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the the uh Eridar weren't demons originally they became demons through exposure to fell i think fell is inherent to the to to the uh nature of demons i don't think you can get a demon with a, who isn't touching fell i think fell is the thing demons are part of it's it's it suffuses them but you can make somebody a demon who wasn't by conv- you know giving them enough fell and we see that with the Eridar. and we kind of see it happening with orcs and with uh the blood elves that were Becoming fell elves, you see it happening to chaos orcs and fell orcs. Uh, it is a process and it doesn't happen overnight. And that seems to be what these orbs you're talking about are for because even the Aradar didn't become demons overnight. And we have no idea how many other of the Legion's demons were originally just beings on worlds who accepted the Legion rather than be destroyed. We see the Legion doing that in Legion, yep. they're doing it to the uh, Nightborn. They're like turning them slowly into fell. And they're like, you know, you'll join us and you'll survive. You'll you'll endure, but you'll be us. And that's, you know, it it's interesting. And if you look at like what happens to the the various demon hunters who consume demon flesh, the demon continues.
1: Mm-hmm. Like it
0: still exists even after it's been consumed. Its heart's been eaten, but it's still part of that person. It's still there. So I don't think you can I don't think there's true demons who don't use fell. I think that the Nathrazim are very much something else. And we're gonna find out more about that. Whoops, I got disconnected. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and talk for a bit.
1: Yeah, but I mean I agree. And I think the question is like what what defines a demon in Warcraft? And I think it has like you pointed out, I think it has everything to do with exposure to fell and being changed as a result of it. Because there are creatures that exist that You know, they were fine until they weren't until they accepted the Legion or Oblivion and were just completely consumed by that fell or, you know, taken over by it, changed, morphed into something other than what they were. And, yeah, maybe there are some demons out there that are I guess here's the question that that I don't think we've ever had an answer to is what happens when you take something like that out of the fell? Can it be purified like void can be converted to the light? Like we've seen with other entities can fell be purged from a system. And I don't think we've ever seen that. We've only ever seen fell just completely con- con- corrupt and destroy. But what happens if you take a demon out of that element for so long, what happens if that demon is no longer in there? Is that something where that's why they have those chaos orbs, uh, which totally does not 100% sound like a Sonic the Hedgehog type game. Uh, is that why they carried them around or, or made them carry it around so that they always had a, a source of the fell to keep them in that that sort of frenzied state because they were just continually corrupted by the presence of that fell? Is that why fellwood was a thing to begin with, uh, that demonic presence or that corruption given a source of fell in Azeroth that, you know, could continue to supply power to demons that were th- around in there? Because don't forget, demons have been on Azeroth for a long time. Uh, some of them willfully summoned in by warlocks because that's a thing that happens. But yeah, maybe there could be ones that escaped and we're seeing now that there's, there's like pocket places where things can hide, whether it's dimensions or worlds or, you know, the shadowlands or whatever you want to call it. There might be places where maybe a friendly demon exists or maybe something has been, uh, to borrow from one of the earlier topics, not steeping in fell for twenty years, and maybe they've started to revert back, or maybe their aggression is changed. Maybe they're a little bit more of themselves than they were before. Who knows? It it would lead to some very interesting stories, and maybe some interesting NPCs if they were to do that. Well, that's my two cents on that. Anything else you want to add? Which it. Alright. Uh, I think that's going to be it. We are at time. So uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at Patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast. a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an adds free site experience. Uh, as well, just so you guys know, we are doing a beta key giveaway uh, on Twitter through the Blizzard Watch Twitter. So be sure to follow us for details. I believe this is for the uh, Burning Crusade.
0: Yeah, beta.
1: Yeah, so we're listen. doing that. You should. Yeah, do that.
0: Uh, unfortunately, listening to this recorded, uh, the deadline was is Wednesday, so you may have missed it. I don't know when this will be going live. Probably not by Wednesday. But if you're listening to us stream it, you got a chance. Yep. So yeah, um, if you've got a question for the show, again, guys, you can go to our Discord to the uh, Patreon Q and uh, Podcast Questions channel or the the q questions channel uh we look for questions there or you can email us at podcast at with the subject line podcast of blizzard watch um thank you guys for being here with us on the blizzard watch podcast uh we're not going to be here next week i don't think
1: that is as correct next- yeah for those of you listening to the recording and those of you live we will not be having a podcast next week there will be uh, a tweeted announcement and an announcement on the discord as well. uh but yeah sorry about that that's my fault
0: back in two weeks though so if you want to be back with us at that time we would really enjoy that thank you guys so much for being here with us and we'll see you in two weeks